Welcome to Know My Faith, and my guest this time is my friend in Akko in Israel, uh, Guy Cohen, who leads the Harvest of Asher Fellowship. Guy, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me with you, Rob. So first question is, how are things in the fellowship? Are you guys still in lockdown, or can you meet? Well, now we can mix, but of course, after a lot of strict for the third uh, vaccinated in Israel. Yeah. So, so you have to be triple vaccinated to meet together? Yes, actually, um, you were allowed up to this week, to this weekend, you're allowed uh, to be with the second vaccinated. You are, you can do, you know, uh, you have the green passport, you get the green card, you call it, yeah. where uh, you need to show it out. So it's going to be expired uh, in the end of this month. Uh, and so from beginning of October, if you are not vaccinated with the third shot, um, you're not having the uh, the green the green the, okay. the green card. So, how has that affected the uh, the messianic fellowships in Israel? Well, ha 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 ha! There is a lot of uh, debate and conversation about it, but I think mainly it's connected to the leadership of the congregation and their decisions. So from the beginning, when when we all did not knew what to expect and where we are going, one year and a half ago, uh, so we made a lot. We had a lot of lockdown, and uh, I've been broadcast like I'm talking with you here on Zoom uh, to the congregations on the in the home groups and the and the Friday teachings. It's at our main service time, and and so when things were were clear. And then the government started to press in for the first shot. Then the problem started because uh, uh, it was, was a lot of uh, conversation. What is this shot about? And you know, uh, who is doing this shot? Why they are uh, pers- pers- pursuing it in so quickly without the examination and all the things behind it? But um, but in the messianic congregation, it was a problem. Why? Because what, how can you make the service? I mean, what is the number of people that can come in? Yeah. What are the people that did took the sh- shot, uh, their criteria, and the people that didn't took the shot, their criteria? And then it was a lot of uh, intentions in, in, in the, the congregations. And there are some congregations, and I'm not going to mention their names, that says, if you're not vaccinated, don't come to the service. Okay. And so, because we want to obey, we want to obey the rule and the law, and we want, you know, we are submitting ourselves to the government. And there are some congregation that says, um, uh, if you are vaccinated or not vaccinated, you're welcome. Uh, yep. But we need to keep on a distance, two meters from each other, uh, putting a mask. And especially, we have a big problems in Israel. I don't know if you have this problem, but we like to kiss. And we like to hug yes. each other. It's a big problem. And when I said it to the people of the congregation here at Harvest of Asher, it was a little bit pro- problematic because after a period of time of a few months that we could not meet, then we see finally each other face to face. You yeah. want to kiss, you want to hug, and but we we hold ourselves. And uh, uh, and then all these regulations with the green the green card and the of course, um, 
in my view, I said, everyone are welcome to the house of God. Uh, in the beginning, it was a limit for 30 people, and then it was a limit for 50 people, and then it went up to 100, and then it went down. Yeah. So it depends. It depends on the season. And of course, we run, um, you need to, it was a time that I asked the people to sign up in front before coming to, to the congregation. And in parallel to this, we've done broadcast on the Zoom uh, to the congregation. Yeah. And so we overcome this in a, thank God for the media that we have. So we overcome this uh, with the media and uh, with a good uh, yeah. heart to serve God. Again. Where do we, uh, I think you answered this question for me when I first met you in Echo, but but Echo is not a name that we know very well from the Bible. Where do we find, I mean, you're halfway between Haifa and the very northern tip of Israel. Where do we find Echo in the scriptures? So as you said, Echo is between the Haifa, the Carmel Mount, to to Lebanon border, Rosh Hashanikra. It's in the middle. Uh, Akko, it's an ancient port city. And in Acts 21, verse 7, Paul came to visit the city. Because it's in, it's an ancient city, it has different names on yeah. its history. And, and, and when Paul came to visit the city, it's called uh, Ptolemais. And it's, from the, it's a name from the Greek, uh, the Greek time. They called it Ptolemais because it was, at that time, uh, the northern border for the uh, the Greek uh, Ptolemy, who was ruling in in, uh, in Egypt in yeah. uh, Alexandria, so so it's 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 uh, called uh, Ptolemy in the Bible, and in also in the uh, Book of uh, Judges, uh, when uh, Judges, oh, again, I think Judges. Anyway, it's it's oh Joshua, I think Joshua, Joshua, yeah. Joshua. When Joshua did not succeed to conquer the city of Akko, and let me open my Bible. I want yeah. to be clear with it. Because... <laughs> yeah, Judges 1, 31. Uh, I was right on the beginning. Judges 1, 31. Uh, Joshua did not succeed uh, to inherit. Joshua, the Israelite, did not succeed to inherit the city of Akko. So yeah. it's mentioned in, in the ancient time and in the name it's called Akko. So there we go. And I was just thinking about it, the because the, the end times, it talks about this massive army that comes down from the north through the, 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 the uh, valley. Um, do you think they're going to come by ship and land at Akko? Well, many people try, believers, people try, who read the Bible, try to uh, uh, visual um, the end time, where it will be, from where it will be, and how it will be. Well, Akko is lo located in the northwest of the Armageddon Valley. So uh, if you look, it's like a, there is a bay. Uh, it's called Today it's called Haifa Bay, but yeah. because Akko was the main city in the ancient, so it's called Akko Bay. And this is the entrance to, to uh, the Jezreel Valley. Down, where down the know, Jezreel Valley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we know that will be the last uh, battle. And we are waiting for Yeshua to come. <laughs> yeah, you probably we'd we'd probably rather not be an echo at that time. Well, you know what? I don't know if he wants me here. <laughs> I will be here, no problem. 
Um, <laughs> your story is a fascinating story. So one of the one of the main groups that we target with Know My Faith are people that host Israeli travellers because we get seven and a half to eight thousand coming through New Zealand every year. Most of them are secular. Some of them are orthodox, not an awful lot. And uh, we're trying to educate the hosts in the historical cultural context of the scriptures, the Jewish understanding of the scriptures. And so you're always trying to figure, what verse can I say to this person? What verse can I say? And I, I know your story, which brought you, and I'll let you tell it though, the, the, the verse that brought you to Yeshua is just, it's just way, it's not one of those verses that you would think of. Yeah, it's uh, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Um, and so I will go to the beginning of your question. Uh, for the people that are hosting, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Let the Holy Spirit, let Yeshua who lives in you to show you, to guide you. And and um, there is a verse that says that those who walk in the darkness can see a big light. And so uh, you are the big light. And even that I'm holding the Torah and I know the word of God, I'm still in the darkness because I don't have salvation. Mm. So you do have the salvation and you have the light. Yeshua also referred to the city that on the hill that uh, you are the light uh, for these people. And so you have something that we don't have. I think it's called savlanut. It's called patient. Okay. Patient, patient and compassion. And that's that's something that those two things that we I mean we, we in Israel we only when there is there are hard times we we have the compassion but patient I don't know um, yeah and so it's like a, it, you can read the Bible you know we want yeah. everything right now you know that's maybe that's why all the technology all the technology is inventing here because we want everything now immediately yeah anyway uh, when you are hosting an Israeli. There are varieties of Israelis. You have an Orthodox Jewish, and there are varieties in the Orthodox Judaism. You have a secular Jewish, and there are varieties in the secular Jewish. There are, you, have, you will find a secular Jewish that does not believe Jew, that he, he does not believe in uh, in God. Yeah, and it can be because where was God in the Holocaust? Is that a big one? Is that one of the biggest reasons for, for throwing God out? One, one of the biggest reasons, yes. One of the biggest reasons that uh, uh, many, uh, the, the generation that comes out of, uh, uh, that comes out of uh, Europe and, and the Holocaust, many of them are asking where was god why these little children were, have been murdered what they have been seen and all these things because one of the big big flag that this judgment uh, happens to us because we have been in our iniquities in the sin so what this this little child why is uh, you know what is what he has done for it yeah. To be judged. So there are many, many questions like this. Uh, where was God? Uh, and 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 uh, in the secular uh, in the secular uh, movement, you can find it. Uh, you have the kibbutz people, the people from the kibbutz. You have the moshav. You have the city, and and they are them actually almost like forty five percent. 
40 to 45 percent of the population. So you can find the people that say, I don't believe in God at all. Yes, I'm a Jewish on my, uh, uh, how can I say that, on my nationality, but yeah, not it, on my it, religion. It, ethnically Jewish, Jew, Jewish by blood, but not by, by spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not not religion, but uh, but national uh, yeah. identity. As a Jewish. So you were you were brought up in a in an Orthodox family. Yes. Yeah, so when you go to the Orthodox, as I said, you have different varieties of uh, of Jewish over there. And what is connecting to all all of them that they are all searching for the Messiah. They are all waiting for the Messiah, especially the Orthodox community. They are all waiting for the Messiah. And within it, you have different ways of uh, expressing it and, and separation. Like, you know, in the Christianity world, you yeah. have a lot of uh, separation and groups and view and all this in the Judaism as well. Uh, I grew up in the environment of, uh, it's called uh, Bnei Akiva. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, those who are uh, having a, a kippah, head covering that is a sewing one. Okay. And so I don't I don't find it here. It's probably built so, behind so it, me. But it has, it has to be a knitted one. Yeah, it's like it's like like Bennett. You know, Bennett. Yeah. That's that the, the Prime Minister Bennett. Is, this is the stream that he comes out of it. I'm not fan of him, but uh, this is the stream. If this is the stream of uh, that he comes out of. Yep. And so and so. Uh, uh, Growing up into this, you know, working the land, uh, you know, this this kind of group is more uh, keeping the Torah and and believing in uh, the 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 land of Israel that God promised to Abraham uh, on the on the covenant of the species in in the Hermon Mount from the uh, uh, Egypt River. Yep. From the Egypt River to. Uh, to Ephrat. To the Euphrates. To, uh, yeah. The, the Euphrates. Yeah. So it, they believe in this. This is the size of Israel. And, and so they want to will go to the West Bank and they will build, build their things and all this stuff. And yeah. So were you were you full on for God when you were growing up? Were you passionately orthodox or were you just doing it because that's what your family did? Well, I I uh, a yes, you're growing up into it. B, of course, I was passionate to, to Orthodox because I wanted to be close to God. Everyone wants to be close to God. I mean, in the Orthodox, but they all want to be close to God in their in their uh, understanding. Yeah, and they have a rabbis. They have a rabbis that uh, teach them and share with them how to become close to God and the meaning of the Bible. And there are rabbis that speaks about how the Messiah will come. You know the word Messiah, it means anointing, the anointed one. And so the prime minister can be the Messiah. A king can be the Messiah. A, a, even a rabbi can be a Messiah. Even when you save your brother, you're kind of a Messiah. Okay. So there is a lot of uh, terminology for the word Messiah. But Messiah, Messiah that will come to redeem us and to take our iniquities and all this, there is only one. So in the Judaism, uh, they don't believe in Yeshua. They don't believe in Yeshua. They believe that there was in the Judaism there 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 are two messiahs. You know, and now I'm taking you to the Talmudic teaching. Yeah. So 
And so, I mean, I'm doing it very, very like on the serpent. There is Messiah, son of Joseph, and there is Messiah, son of David. And both of them are the same one. One will come to take our iniquity. And he will come on a donkey and all this. Mm-hmm. And one will come on the clouds to save us. So you can immediately, as a believer, says, oh, wait a minute, it's very close because Yeshua is the son of Joseph. Yeah. And yes, he's the same one. It's, it's, it's the son of David. So, and so... We can but, see that. You, we can see that, but as a believers, but they don't accept Yeshua. They don't accept Yeshua and not their, his follower. And that's the problem. And, yeah. and we know from the scriptures that Yeshua speaks about, you know, against the Pharisees. The Pharisees, they are the rabbis of our days. So what we see today, the, the, the branches of the Pharisees are the rabbis of today's. And they are the ones that are controlling the nation of Israel. So let's jump back because you and I are going to go all over the place. Let's jump back to you when I think you were about, was about 18 years old and you went to your rabbi? He, uh, when I was 13 years old. 13? Uh, I, 13, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, in the Judaism, when you arrive to the age of 13, it's called the Bar Mitzvah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the time that now all your iniquities, it's you and God. I remember that with, with my son, with my oldest son, I wanted to find what the, um, when he turned 13, I wanted to find the Jewish blessing, that a, the traditional blessing a Jewish father gives to his son. And I'm looking it up, it goes, I thank you, God, that I'm no longer responsible for this one's sins. <laughs> so if, if there's an age of accountability, 13 is it. Exactly. So this is the blessing. And, and, and now you stand before God on your own. Oh, my my father, my father now taking me into the hands of God. And what does it mean? And how should I walk? And and then I asked my rabbis about Zechariah chapter nine verse nine. We study, in, you know, in in the Orthodox school, we study the Torah. It's the Torah, the uh, oral Torah, and all this. So we were studying about um, Zechariah the prophet, and and uh, over there he, he talked about. Uh, he, he, he talked about the Messiah came on a donkey to Jerusalem. Yeah. And we started to talk to ask him the question, how could it be? And and he he took the word uh, uh, donkey in Hebrew, which it says, Here, behold and see, here is your king come riding on a on a donkey on Al Hamo Ben Atonot. So so he's coming, he's coming on a donkey. And and we asked him, how could it be that uh he come on a donkey because we have cars, we have airplanes. It's like it's not, uh, yeah. it's too old. And my my rabbi, and and you know, I told you that in the Orthodox, in the Jewish Orthodox, you have different variety. Yeah. Of of uh, of Orthodox. So this one, he was from a stream uh, that believe in one rabbi in in uh, New York, and and I will go on with it. Uh, that he's the Messiah. So he took the word donkey. My rabbi took the word donkey. From Chamor, which is a donkey, and he changed it to Chomer. Chamor is a donkey, and Chomer is material. And so he said to me, Well, my son, you will come on the material when my rabbi saw in his eyes that this rabbi from Brooklyn, New York, is uh, going to come, Schneerson. He will yeah. come to, uh, to Israel on airplane. And this is the material. 
that is, it's not says a donkey, but it says a material. So it will come on the material to Jerusalem and we are living in a material world. And so how did they arrive from a donkey to material? Because chamor is a donkey and material it's chomer. Chamor and chomer sounds, sounds very- Yeah, very, very similar. Close. Yeah. Very yeah. similar. I um I, I've just put a um uh, one of the teachings that I do in the churches together based on um, Jerome when Jerome translated into the Vulgate into the Latin and uh, the part where Moses comes down from the hill and his face is shining and I think the the Hebrew word I think is karen for for shining forth rays and Jerome yes. said when he translated it he didn't think anybody should shine forth with the Shekinah glory before Jesus. So he translated as Karen, which is to spring forth horns like a like a ah, like a baby goat. Yes. And so this is why you have that famous statue of Michelangelo's of Moses with horns, because same as what your rabbi did. You know, he said, "Well, also, you know, also remember the story, uh, the picture of uh, Remnant of uh, of Moses. He has yeah. this uh, horn. Yes, yeah, that's be be because because somebody didn't like what the Bible clearly said, so they mistranslated it." So it's anti-Semitism, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a whole other story, and that you know. Um, so how how did that work with you? Because you're you're going no, this doesn't sound right. With the, the donkey in the in the airplane, and uh, how how again? What was the question? How did that uh, for you with the whole thing with the donkey in the airplane? You know, the material versus donkey. That... So so later later on, within my years, at the age of eighteen, I could see that. Uh, all functioning of the Orthodox does not giving me uh, being righteous in from God. And I always felt condemned. And I said, God, I want to be like Abraham. And I'm quitting Orthodox life. And now ahead, I would like to walk with you. Show me, help me with my sins, you know, not lasting after women, not a, a commitment idolatry and all this. Yeah. I want to be with you and show me who is the Messiah. And uh, at the age of 23, after being in the army, uh, I studied to be a CPA accountant. And at, uh, at that time, I was working in the Israeli IRS, a tax, 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 tax collector. Okay. And uh, it changed your name to Matthew. It was at the noon time. Yes, it was the noon time. And on the way back to the congregation, to the to the to the office, one guy came to me and he handed me a book into my hand. And I look at the book and I said, No, no, I don't want it. And I turned to give him this book and this guy was not there. So I looked to the left, to the right, and this guy was not there. I went to the office and I opened the book and it was the gospel by Matthew. Okay. Which he was a text collector. The text collector, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so over there it says, if your eyes sins, pluck it out. If your hand sins, cut it. It's better for you to suffer here in this world and winning the eternal life. So for me... It's uh, st staring my uh, my inner man. You know, it's like, wait a minute. He, who said it? Is Yeshua? He was a rabbi. His disciples yeah. were rabbis. Even that they received teaching against Yeshua. Okay, let's read from the New Testament. You know, just just for education, just 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 for the knowledge. And I started to read from the New Testament from this book, uh, and, and I arrived to Matthew twenty-one verse seven, where Yeshua came to Jerusalem on a donkey. And that's where make the closure to this question of this 13 years old boy immediately 
my eyes to open and said, wow, it's so obvious that he's the Messiah. Because I always search. Yeah. I always wanted to know because I was ask God why we are here with Israel. Why did you brought us back to the land? Why we are different? What do you want from us? I mean, I mean a lot of questions like this that I find that answer, this answer in Yeshua. Now that I know Yeshua, I have shalom inside of me. And I know why I am where I am. Yeah. Another thing that God showed me later on that, you know, why I ask him, why me? And and that and that the question was that he's going to save all Israel, he's going to save all my brothers. Yes. In the land. We we look forward to that day. And worldwide. Yeah. So we, I mean, you talk about being in Israel, but you have done you've done a lot of traveling around the world. Um, and if I bring this back to what you said about just be yourself to the hosts. You in in your travels around the the, the, the Gentile Christian world, um, you must have had some people do some things that uh, were offensive to you as a Jewish believer. Um, you know, it's a process. Uh, offense, I mean, I'm not taking things in offense. I'm giving it to Abba. He's, yeah. he's no, it's not, I'm not representing uh, myself. Um, and uh, yet... Um, I can say when one of the things that I asked God, why did you show me who is Yeshua, who is Yeshua as yes, for the salvation of my people, but also to uh, teach the nations or share with the nations or open the, helping opening the eyes of the nations toward Israel, toward the Jewish people. Not, not in order to, the, to idolize Israel, not in order to idolize the Jewish people. Yeah, but in order to respect the the path that they have, because they are a Jewish and you have a Gentile, and I think we need to respect each other. And so, when a Jewish person comes to your home, uh, it, you know, it says to provoke them to jealousy. How can you provoke me to jealousy? That's a question that every believer is supposed to ask himself. Provoke to me to jealousy is is uh, talking about the word of God and, and, and not in a way of pressing in, but in a way of asking the questions. And, you know, if, if a person answering to your question in a way that you don't like his answer, don't be rude toward him. But, and don't, don't be, you know, he can say something very, you know, anti-Yeshua. Yeah, dis very disrespectful. Yeah, but as a believers, we we must to embrace and we must to hug because there is a lot of, you know, if there is an anti-Semitism in for in the eyes of the Jews, there is anti-Christians, anti anti-Yeshua. Yeah. Because of the bad things that Christianity has done for the Jewish people within the history, it didn't came uh, in uh, in order, you know, in love. They came to yeah. crucify. They came to kill. Yes. You know, they didn't see, you know, the Catholic Church did not see uh, the Jewish people. I mean, until uh, 1964, uh, when it was the second uh, economy uh, council in, in, uh, in Rome, until that time, the Jewish people were, let's just say, with horn. They yeah. were like. You know, you should not listen to them. You should, they need to be converted to Catholicism and all these things. Now there is taste that we need to be more, uh, uh, not, not tolerant, but more uh, 
more acceptable, more uh, uh, patient, and and receiving them and and accepting them. So I think if you if we change the view uh, as a human being and and helping them and embracing with love, it's it will help them to uh, not. Maybe it will not be now knockdown, knockout. Yep. You know when it says, "Oh yes, now I believe in Yeshua," because everyone wants, you know, the believers want salvation now. So maybe you just called to put the seats. The, well, and that's one of the big things because we want we want them to knock on our, you know, to turn up at our place, and uh, you know we we say Baruch Haba, and they go, "Oh, thank you. Tell me about Jesus. I want to become a Christian." You know, and you go, "That's just not going to happen." No, no, no. Um, but as you say, it's it's the little seed. It's the little seed. But, but it, it can be happened. You know, there are stories. I can tell you stories like this. It, it can be happened. But I think it's going, it can be like uh, uh, after wandering of time, you know, when Israeli comes out of his house, usually when he comes to New Zealand, probably he was in the army, probably he saw things in his life, probably he's tired and he's weary. And, and if you just feed him like a good Samar- Samaritan yeah. and taking care of him, and and not pressing in, but reflecting, you know, he's looking around and he see peace. And then and then let him ask the questions. Let yeah. him. So let's go back to the question that when I'm going abroad to teach for from the word of God to the nations, uh, God, you know, show me, Yeshua show me that um my the call of my life is to reach out to the nation, to the Gentiles in order to teach about the Jewish roots of their faith, whether it's the feast, whether it's God calling for Israel, whether it's the end times, there are many topics, yeah. uh, how to reach out um, as a priest also to bless them, uh, but mainly because I was against Gentiles as well. And I did not agree at all to teach the Gentiles the word of God. So God make a crack inside me to share about the, the 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 life of the Jewish people, like I showed you, talked to you about yeah. son of Joseph, son of David, things like this, but not in order to to bring them into the Judaism. You had come to know Yeshua, and and you still had this thing. I don't I don't want to teach the Gentiles. This this was after you came to know Yeshua. Okay, yes and no, because again, when I accepted Yeshua. It took me a process. Okay, my, my zeal is for Israel. But then I could see the Gentiles coming in. And and, and it's, it's the Lord opened, you know, it was a lot of inside inclusion because uh, that God solved with me and I could see this light and the love and, and yeah. the care. And and so now, you know, now in our days, I thank God I don't have anything against no Gentiles, no Jewish. And we know that it's salvation only comes through Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeah. And we are one in him. But yet, when I'm teaching that, you know, there is a veil in the eyes of the Gentiles. Not all the Gentiles understand God calling for Israel. So there is a veil on their eyes. Mm. As, as the Jewish people has a veil toward Yeshua, the Gentiles have a veil on their eyes toward Israel, towards Jerusalem. Yeah. You know, Isaiah 25, if you read Isaiah 25, you read in the end time that this veil will be removed. Yeah. From 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 the nations toward 
toward Jerusalem. And so everyone tried to divide Jerusalem, to try to do things for Jerusalem. But if the Gentiles will understand that Jerusalem was given for the Jewish people, for Israel, that's what the Bible says. So yeah. they will say, okay, we'll bless you. But no, everyone wants to have their... It's interesting you say that because, and I want to talk about, because um, you've just been accredited as a tour guide, because uh, I know you want to take take the people that support the harvest of Asher, you want to be able to take them around. Um, there's uh, another friend of mine, Jerry Bulow, who's a, a Kiwi, uh, who is a tour guide. And I remember talking to him in Jerusalem when we we stayed with him in Timna, uh, sorry, in in, um, in uh, just Upper Galilee. Um, but when I bumped into him in Jerusalem, and and he's he's mainly doing evangelical tours. So the the people that he's taking through the land are evangelical Christians. And I said, I said, do they get it? And he goes, no, they they don't. And, and this is the thing that that you can. You can love Israel as the, the land where Jesus walked. You can love Jerusalem as the holy city and still not get it. Yeah, I think, I think it's, a, uh, there is, it's, it's a very, very complicated what you say. Because uh, when, when you see within your eyes as a believer, let's say I'm a Gentile believer. I'm coming to the land. And I love Israel, and I love the Jewish people, and I love, and I love Jerusalem. But where is my rule in it? What is my place in it? And I think there is a place of insecure. Um, and and why them and not me? Yeah. Uh, um, like you know, Peter and uh, John. And when Yeshua, when Peter asked uh, about John, what about him? Yeah. And Yeshua told him, you have your rule, walk with your rule. And that's what I think the Gentiles need to understand. The believers, the evangelical, they need to understand their rule for this season. What is their rule for this season? Because when you have a vision, when you, have, when you understand who you are, then you will not have a jealousy or a, a want to be yeah. something that you are not. And that and and that cannot. Uh, I mean, we we talk about provoking the Jews to jealousy, trying to take on. I mean, if you're backpacking around New Zealand and you turn up at my place and I'm wearing a talit and a and a kippa, that's I can't see that that's going to pro provoke you to jealousy. I can see that that's going to do other things with you. You know, again, it depends. You know, Israeli Jewish people they, they can see who is not a Jewish. And walking with this I means you can see that you. It's like if you come to Israel and you see two dark people. One one is me and one is Arabic. We are walking together. You cannot understand who is Arabic and who is Jewish unless we will have a different custom. Yes. Then you will say, okay, he is Arabic, he is Jewish. But if you are within the society, you know who is Arabic and who is Jewish because you know. Nuance, you know how things are happening, and and so when when the Gentiles come trying to be more Jewish than the Jews, it's a problem. You know, you can see that. But and you talk about insulting, it's it's insult. But but again, not to me. But yeah. for if you want to if you want to witness to Israel, that's you lose it. Why are you pretending to be Jewish? Yeah, you be who you are, and you pray to God that will open you an opportunity to conversation, 
uh, to share uh, the word of God. I'm not saying to, to share Christ, but to to ask about the word of God. Yeah. Even not don't share about the word of God, but to ask. That's the very Jewish way, isn't it? Ask questions. Yes, ask them and let them answering. And that that's the key. Um, again, the Jewish people, they with inside our community, we have a lot of there is a how do you say the a, a reformed Jewish and we have Orthodox Jewish and we have secular Jewish and there is another streams of Judaism. And with inside the community, there is a big battle. Yeah. So if you come as a Gentile, as an outsider in, so you make another, you took the, the fire for yourself, everyone will look at you. Like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so offensive, I cannot say, not for me, but but it's not respect. Yeah. Um, one time, uh, one time I've been in a, in a, a nation, I will not say, the name of the nation, but uh, I'm a Jewish and I'm keeping kosher. Not rabbinical kosher, but biblical kosher. And uh, and uh, I'm not eating uh, uh, seafood. It's, yeah. it's not kosher in the Bible. I'm not eating uh, uh, pork. And uh, one time a person makes a big celebration for me. Big celebration. I mean, I would not say where and how and who. Yeah. But uh, the the pork is part of the big party. Oh. They put it inside of the ground and they boil it on the inside, and and he's done it for me. And you know, I've I've been a lot. I've had a lot of uh, fight on the inside because I remember that Paul says, "You eat what they what they are serving." Yeah. I mean, what they're serving you, you are eating. And I could not eat it. I said to them, I said to him, listen, I'm sorry. And they knew from the beginning that I'm not eating yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but he he said this is, because it was it was a, was a pure heart, with was, was a heart of serving, and he wants to, to give me his best. And then I told him, listen, I will ask you a question now. And according to your answer, that I will follow. You see, it's a Jewish people. I'm not saying no, but I'm asking a question. Yeah. I said, if you know that by eating this, I, I as a Jewish, will lose my uh, credit in the eyes of my family, in the eyes of my nation, and that I cannot be a witness to my, my people. What will you say? Should I eat it? Or should I not? And he said, no, don't eat it. Yeah. Why? Because if the first question that they are asking me, are you keeping kosher? Are you, yeah. I was going to say, I have, um, I have uh, friends here who lived in Israel for a number of years. And uh, they went on a holiday to Italy. Um, they have, uh, you know, with, with their family. And when they got back, one of the girls, the daughters at school, her friends asked her, did you eat kosher when you were in Italy? And she made the decision at that time, and she was at a very early age, she made the decision to eat kosher as a witness to her Jewish Israeli friends. Not, not particularly for spiritual biblical reasons, because she's not Jewish, but as a witness 
to her Jewish friends. Now, the question is, what is kosher? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is that, isn't and there? That's, and that's, and, and so I, when, when I answer, I say, what is kosher? Again, you know, Jewish, Jewish person is not answering directly. Yeah, what is kosher? And, and they say rabbinical. So I say rabbinical, no. No. Because rabbinical has a lot of uh, rules. Like, you know, when Yeshua speaks about washing their hands before, you know, and all these things that they're doing before, you know, of course I'm washing my hands before I'm going yeah. I'm eating. No problem. But, uh, but this is like a lot of regulations and a lot from this kind of stones and from this kind of things and, and a lot of uh, rules that are doing three times, uh, washing here three times, a lot of uh, regulations that I'm not doing it. But what is kosher? And when I'm speaking kosher, for me, it's a biblical kosher, not rabbinical kosher. Yep. And so biblical kosher says not eating pork. Pork. Biblical kosher says don't eating a sea seafood. Biblical kosher does not say do not eat meat and cheese together. It does not yeah. say. But because there is something that you can play with the world, I say, you know what? I'm not eating this together, but sometimes, yes. You see, you need to know how to answer in a way that it's creating a questions. I have a lot of, in my office here, a lot of rabbis and friends that come is coming over here and I'm serving them coffee. Yeah. A coffee. And I cannot serve them coffee with this class. Because <laughs> you, you see, you need to know. But if you come, you come and serve them with a from a plastic cup. And then he asked me, so he knows, he knows my my because you know his way of thinking. Why can't you serve, why can't you give him coffee in that glass? Because because uh, uh, it's not the kosher. You need to make a special cleaning before. Ah, and right. maybe it was it was something inside of it that it's not plastic or you know a carton carton cup. It's not yep. no one touched it before. But so okay. okay, so yeah, so you give him the disposable cup and he knows it's kosher and clean. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You need to know you need to know all these nuances, but I know these nuances because I grew up in this environment. Yes. And when they are coming to talk to me, uh, there is a big conversation about uh, messiahs. You know, there are ten messiahs in, in 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 the in the world of Judaism that in the history that they are called the son of Joseph. And so we are talking about it. But if you are from the beginning, you are doing things that will immediately will you will create a rejection. So you need to know how to to build the communication. Yeah. That's why I'm saying come come as you are. Don't try to be who you are not. Come and be a light. Ask Yeshua how to do that. Yeah. When you're um, total total topic change, but when you are taking your guests uh, around the country as a tour guide, um, what do you? What are some of the things that you're you're going to go? You're going to absolutely love this. So imagine imagine I'm coming along and and I'm going with with Guy Cohen on this tour. What are the things you are most looking forward to showing me? Okay, so there are varieties of things to show. Uh, but uh, I'm not planning to take a groups unless it will be something special, but I'm not going to take buses. This is not my calling to be a tour guide. No. My, my calling is to be 
the congregational leader of this congregation and to and to make disciples for Yeshua. This is my calling. So I studied this because the corona, you know, I could not fly out of Israel. I said, okay, what shall I do in this season? And I said, okay, we can study. And so I took it. Uh, I love history. So I studied this. Um, my the, the way for me to make the expertise in this is to take one-on-one or couple or a ministers or elders of a congregation, not more than five or six people, uh, take them, not take them, but maybe they will rent the car and I will join to them on a one day, on a one day traveling. Yeah. And they need to tell me, they need to tell me what they want to see. And then I can prepare accordingly. You know, if they want to see Jerusalem, I can do that. If they want to see Akko, I can do that. If they want to see the Sea of Galilee, they want to see Armageddon. I can build the the touring touring, uh, travel. And I can do this only one day. I cannot be with them for all days. But there is one condition for that. I'm not receiving any payment. And the condition is to support the ministry of Harvest of Asher. Yeah, you have an amazing oh, ministry there. Thank you, thank you. It's it's not mine. It's his. It's Yeshua. He's the one. He's the one that pressing it in, and we have the congregation uh, building here, and uh, it's a it's a blessing to see the house of God is growing, and we are reaching out. Again, I say discipleship is a very it's a key. It's a key tool for me. It's to invest on the life of people to grow up in Yeshua to to build the next generation. Is to um, uh, to build a community that worshiping Yeshua, uh, growing up in the gift of the Spirit, um, reaching out to the community, not reaching out in giving tracks, but reaching out with being within the community, within the community, with helping the the, the poor and a soup kitchen and and the food distribution yeah. and um, coupons and helping. Helping, reaching out to our community in varieties of ways. That that's the key. So yeah. the reason that I'm studying, studied for the tour guide, is to take one day, two days, but not the whole days. Yeah. Not 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 the not one week. I'm sorry, not the whole week. Because I, I, I have can, a lot of things on, yeah, on my I can plate attest to, to the value of that because uh, when we were there, uh, Yossi Ovadia from the uh, the fellowship in Carmiel, he took a day to take Sharon and me and the kids uh, around the Galilee, um, right up to Barnius in the north and around the other side, you know. And it was uh, having, having his, uh, call it expert knowledge, being a local, it was so much better than just just getting it from a tour guide who's just running off the patter. But and that was just one day. But now, just I want to finish with this because at the end of that day, uh, we actually dropped Sharon and the kids off with some Arab Christian uh, Arab Christians. I went back to Carmiel with Yossi. There's uh, a lot of us don't understand the relationship that Messianic Jewish believers have with. Arab Christian believers in the land. Can you talk a little on that? Yes, of course. Um, again, um, it's it's a, something that built within the last twenty-five years. Uh, again, it was a problem 
for um, Arabic to understand the calling for Israel, for the you know Arabic Christians, and and then all these um, all these tensions between Arabic and Jewish in the land, uh, West Bank and, and Gaza and wars and all these, um, and so there is a lot of um, we we needed to build a, a trust. Theology, there are also theology thing, stuff. And so we came together and we said, we believe in Yeshua. You believe in Yeshua in true and in spirit. We believe in Yeshua in true and in spirit. We love Yeshua. You love Yeshua, I love Yeshua. So let's look, let's both of us, Jewish and Arabs, look toward Yeshua yeah. and allow him to bring us together to be one. To to you know what? Don't say to be one, but let's look at him, and he will form, and 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 out of this, a relationship, comes up, and uh, and uh, and trust was built, and uh, and now we see Yossi is doing a, a, he has done last summer uh, activities with Arabic kids and in, in, in Israeli kids together in his congregation. We here at Harvest of Asher. We, we up to two years ago, before the corona, there is a big BC and there is... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so before corona, we've done an after-school program where we brought the kids of believers, Jewish and Arabs, together here. Uh, we've had here at Harvest of Usher prayers of leadership, Arabs and Jewish, praying for the nations, praying for... The congregation praying for the situations around us. You know, we've had a big problem in Akko uh, three months ago, where Arab, uh, the local Arab, make a riots. Uh, it was a fire and it was chaos and it was in every place, yeah. Arabic places in in the land. And so we, Messianic Jewish and uh, Arabic leaders, came together. And we worship God here. And then we went out on the streets and, and called call their repentance to the place and proclaim Yeshua as the king of the, of, the, of the city and of the territory. And then we went to Jaffa and then we'll go to Jerusalem. We'll go to different places together, Arab and Jewish. Because we, but we all yeah. look at him. If we keep our focus on Yeshua, if we keep our focus on Jesus, the... The rest of it falls into place into place nicely. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't checked lately, but you were doing a, a weekly um, email or a weekly teaching, particularly on Facebook. Is that still happening? I mean, I get so many feeds nowadays. I'm not. You know, your ones dropped off, unfortunately. So, are you still doing that? Well, uh, every week we send. Uh, it, we have uh, Alco Watchmen. And it's we send uh, every week uh, a small teaching with the prayer needs for the congregation and the ministry in the surrounding area. Once a month, we send a, a, a big teaching. And, and it's like every week, in the end, it's going every week, we send something outside from the ministry of Harvest of Usher, mainly teaching, mainly sharing about the roots uh, of the faith. Um, 
so if you want to log into it, go to the uh, website and then you can you can write your email and go to the monthly. If you want to, to be on the weekly, you can uh, go to the website and leak, uh, click on the email and send email and ask. Yeah. You need to request for it. We don't force ourselves on anyone. So it must to come if, the, if this, you feel from the Lord to do that. Um, on my Facebook page, what we are doing, we are taking only the teaching. We are not taking. We are not taking the prayer, because okay. it's more intimate. We we try to protect the congregation from all, yeah. you know, all this information. I don't want to. Also, we only teaching. So what you are seeing once a week, it's the teaching, and now we have it in Mandarin. Also, we have it in English and we have it in Mandarin once a week. So that's that's what you receive. Um, that's that's more or less what yeah. we are doing, uh, you know, for for reaching out. And one day the Lord will open the sky, and I can come to New Zealand <laughs> <laughs> again. I'm looking forward to that. And we are so looking. You know, it's um, it's we look back now. It's over four years since we were in Israel, and we, you know, I, I don't want to get that. Uh, I don't want that to get to 14 years or or, or 20 for you. Know, People that go, oh, I went to Israel in 1972. They go, oh, no, no. <laughs> Guy, thank you so much for taking time for us. Thank you so us. much for having me with you. And uh, it's a blessing. And pray, pray for us. Pray that God will uh, work through our work here and, and that many Jewish people will come to know Yeshua as their saviors and their Lord. Yeah, thank you. Guy Cohen is the uh, leader of the Harvest of Asher Fellowship in the city of Akko in on the coast on northern Israel. You can click the link, whether it's either down there or up there, it'll be somewhere. We'll put the link in from the website. Please remember, if you like the podcast, subscribe to them and like them and keep the land of Israel and the Jewish people in your prayers. God bless you.